listening to Gravity Healthcare Hacks with your host, Melissa Brown, Chief Operating Officer from Gravity Healthcare Consulting and self-professed healthcare nerd. Monthly, we will provide industry expertise and tips to help keep your feet firmly on the ground in the world of healthcare. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. We're joined by an esteemed guest, a longstanding member of the Gravity team, Devin Cassie. Devin is our Vice President of Home Health Operations, and she recently rejoined Gravity in a full-time capacity to help us propel to the next level with our home health clients. Devin, welcome to the podcast and welcome back to the Gravity team. Thank you, Melissa. I'm really happy to be here and I look forward to the future of home health and uh, Gravity Healthcare Consulting. Well, great. It's It's wonderful to have you back. So I'd like to start by helping our listeners get to know you better, Devin. You and I, we've been working together and collaborating together for a bunch of years now, but for those of our listeners who might not know you, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your experience in home health. Sure, uh, by trade, I'm a doctor of physical therapy and I've worked in a variety of leadership positions in the healthcare continuum, uh, including home health, hospice, home care, and skilled nursing. Wonderful. And um, talk to me a little bit more about, you know, your experience as a home health administrator, how you got involved and, you know, what you what you love about being a home health administrator. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, home health is is really my passion and it is the absolute future of healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really passionate about streamlining home health operations, increasing overall efficiency and providing excellent education and training to leadership teams and clinicians. All of this is extremely vital to the success of home health agencies and providing outstanding care to our patients. Yeah, and I know you're currently working on a project helping a a home health agency that's been having some struggles. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what, what what you found when you went to visit with that home health agency and what you're doing to help them? Oh, sure. You know, it, it really comes down to is taking an over, overall view of the agency. Um, and the agency that I'm currently uh, working, at, working with right now is uh, really putting the op- operational um, processes in place to ensure that they have the right structure that is, um, that is where home health agencies should be right now. How agencies were operating three years ago and how their structure was set up is not the most efficient way to operate um, in the current time period. Uh, so I'm working with the agency to set up the appropriate processes and structures, looking at, looking at the efficiencies uh, from a corporate standpoint all the way down to a clinician standpoint and ensuring that every single facet is streamlined and working together um, to ensure that the home health agency will be successful. Yeah, and I know one of the things you and I had discussed was that this particular agency, just in looking at their medical supply costs, you were able to potentially save tens of thousands of dollars a month just by improving the process and putting some more appropriate guardrails up to make sure services and materials were delivered in a way that makes sense. Are there any other things like that that you've been able to uncover in your just your couple of months here with this agency that have really helped them out? Absolutely. You know, really looking at the billing process um, and and looking at the systems that they've been utilizing and the areas where they have not been um, able to capitalize and um, and actually be able to um, ensure that they're getting all the payments 
from the services that they're delivering, um, including uh, just uh, co-pays, ensuring mm -hmm. that co-pays are being billed for um, is one of the components that we were able to uncover that they weren't doing that now is, is put in place and the process is there. Yeah, it's amazing how many agencies miss out on something like going after the co-pays, which is totally appropriate reimbursement that the agency is fully entitled to. And it can really be the difference between we're barely hang on by a thread and this is a really viable, healthy agency and let's look to expand. So keeping in, in line with that, what are some good tips you have, some healthcare hacks, if you will, for our listeners that have their own home health agencies? Oh, and Melissa, there are so many tips that, to having a successful agency. Um, and really the one that I want to talk about uh, right now is value-based purchasing. Mm. This is on the top of, of my mind uh, significantly when working with agencies. Um, value-based purchasing, uh, for, for those of you listening who, who aren't as familiar with it, um, value-based purchasing for home health was a pilot program in nine states. This started... Um, uh, years ago, and the pilot was, was actually proved to be put into place for all agencies starting January of 2023. So all uh, Medicare certified agencies will begin the value-based purchasing program. And value-based purchasing could mean up to a 5% increase in payment for agencies and, all, and go all the way down to a 5% decrease in payment for agencies with your Medicare payers uh, who have low quality outcomes. And educating clinicians um, on the meaning of OASIS questions and what the available OASIS answers truly mean is imperative to scoring the patients appropriately and painting an accurate picture of the patient's current level. Um, if you haven't started educating your clinicians on value-based purchasing, you need to start now because mm, OASIS can be very tricky. Um, and if the clinicians aren't scoring the patients appropriately, they are not going to be um, putting in the values uh, that are true to the patient in order to get the, the, the highest possible quality measures, which are going to go into place starting in 2023, where these scores will be looked at and correlate to reimbursement. Um, this is absolutely vital to home health agencies. Um, as we move forward in the future, and I uh, anticipate that Medicare is doing this first, and the other uh, third-party payers, managed care payers, Medicare Advantage payers will also um, be adding this in in the very near future. Yeah, 2023, as of the time of this recording, is just around the corner. So I couldn't agree more, Devin, that if you're not focused on it now, now is the time to get focused on it. Can you break down, do you know off the top of your head, what a few of the key value-based purchasing items are? Like, what are some of the things that are going to impact reimbursement as we shift into 2023? Oh, sure. So there are actually three components um, to value-based purchasing. So the first component is going to come directly from the clinician scoring on the, of the OASIS. So there are going to be indicators such as, such as ADLs, transfers, um, uh, medication, reconciliation. These are going to be involved on the functional scores of the OASIS. So that is going to be one component. The second component is going to come from claims data, and that is related to hospitalization. The third component is going to be coming from uh, the HCAPs, so the patient surveys um, and the scores that are um, associated with the uh, HCAPs patient survey. So all of those are going to have their own scores and own identifiers, 
and those will create what your overall value-based purchasing score is, as well as where you rank amongst all the other CMS certified agencies. Wow, that's hugely important with the potential to impact reimbursement by 10% going from a 5% penalty up to a 5% bonus. So couldn't agree more that it's essential to be focused on that. I've heard a lot of chat about Oasis E. I believe that's coming out in 2023 as well. Um, do you think that that's a huge change or is it kind of much ado about nothing, not too big of a deal? Um, I think that there are a couple components in there that, that definitely will be um, important um changes as, as we look into the future with home health care uh, it's definitely something that is in uh, the top five list to ensure that uh you know that training starts soon with your clinicians as well um, as we want to make sure that they understand how to um, understand the questions and score those appropriately just so that we ensure that we're providing those patients with the absolute best care wonderful and you know if you were meeting with a senior living provider today who has a home health agency that isn't quite profitable, what advice might you give them? Uh, the first advice I would give them is I would tell them that you absolutely can be profitable. Um, and to the really the focus, what they should do is to start to do a deep dive into all operational, financial, and clinical components and develop a true strategic plan with timelines and goals. So a true written plan of where they are where their goals are going to be with timelines. Um, this will help with streamlining processes. Um, home health has significantly changed uh, over the past couple of years. And a senior living provider must be willing to look at home health differently. Uh, what worked three years ago mm -hmm. isn't going to work now. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, I was meeting with a um, senior living provider recently who had a non-profitable home health agency, and they were kind of going back and forth. Do we want to invest in some consulting support to help us make this agency profitable and move it to the next level? Or should we just wipe our hands clean and say, we've lost however many millions of dollars getting to this point. Let's just walk away and cut our losses. And I, I finally said to the business owner, I said, Businesswoman to businessman, at the end of the day, five years from now, you are going to need a home health agency as a senior living provider to, to survive. And you will regret a decision to walk away. And by then, you may not have a chance to open another home health agency, depending on the certificate of need requirements or other things like that that might have changed. And so now is the time to stick to the course, to continue to make the investment you need. Now is the time not to say, Let's just keep going on being unprofitable. If you get the right support, you can turn things around pretty quickly. And I think that was a really powerful message to that particular executive. So I totally agree with you. It, there are, it can't just be, hey guys, we need to do better. It has to be, here's our strategic plan. We have this all written out. We're holding people accountable and then get the resources and external support that you might need, particularly if you are a, a single or a double community senior living provider and you have one or two home health agencies, you know, you probably don't have the depth of expertise on your team to help you do some of those higher level executive analysis. So you may need to loop some people into your team and it can, it can really help as we've seen in the communities we've been able to work with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what are some keys you feel that you learned, some valuable lessons that nothing other than this pandemic could have taught you while you were a home health administrator? Oh, there are so, there are so many different lessons that, that we learned throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, really at the top of my mind is that you have to be ready for anything. 
really prepare for the unexpected and you must be flexible to change your entire strategic plan to adapt and evolve within healthcare. Uh, really, you truly have to develop true partnerships and working together with everyone in all healthcare settings. The communication uh, within the continuum of care has to improve with all healthcare entities. Uh, all healthcare entities need to work better together and utilize their strengths to the fullest. It is what best is best for the patient and, and is the overall evolution of healthcare. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Finally, what would you say, Devin, to every home health provider out there? These have been tremendously challenging years. And as we look toward hopefully the post-pandemic era, what do you think home health leadership should be thinking about today? Oh, you know, home health, it's absolutely evolving rapidly in multiple facets. COVID significantly increased the evolution and utilization of home health. Uh, Home health companies and senior living providers need to develop partnerships and processes to effectively provide home health services uh, to really keep our patients safe in their homes, whether this is a residence, an independent living, assisted living, memory care, or another location. We must develop effective channels of communication to provide all home, home health services and more and be able to deliver our services to more people in their homes. You know, as I've said throughout this podcast, um, home health is the future and the future starts now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I believe that the coming generations are really going to prefer receiving as much care as possible in their home. And I, I believe firmly that the future of elder care is with home health. I don't think assisted living and senior living will ever go away. There will always be a place for them. And they're wonderful compliments to what home health can do and probably will be doing in an expanded capacity as we move forward. But I couldn't agree more that it is definitely part of our future. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more either, Melissa. <laughs> well, if you'd like to learn more about Devin and Gravity Healthcare Consulting, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly and you can always find me on LinkedIn. And if you need any help with your home health agency or want to open a new agency, please let us know how we can assist you. I would say for a lot of years with home health agencies, with home health, you've been able to do a pretty good job and it all works out. But we are getting refined, refined, refined right now, right now on every angle, just like skilled nursing has over the last decade or so. And it really is going to require more skill than ever before to be successful. Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Remember, it's not just what you know, but how you apply it that makes all the difference. See you next time.